0: that yep. governor's announcement there
1: yes pursuant to governor baker's march 12, 2020 order suspending certain provisions of the open meeting law general law chapter 38 section 18 and the governor's march 15th 2020 order imposing strict limitations on the number of people that may gather in one place this meeting of the city of medford zoning board of appeals is being conducted via remote participation no in-person attendance of members of the public will be permitted but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately access the proceedings as provided for in the order a reminder that persons who would like to listen or view this meeting while in progress may do so by accessing the link that was included in the meeting agenda posted on the city member website. If, despite our best efforts, we are not able to provide for real-time access, we'll post a record of this meeting on the city town's website as soon as we are able.
0: Okay, we have two, two matters in our agenda tonight. We have the continuation of the 34 Linden Street matter, and then we have a new matter, <coughs> 19 Dexter Street. We'll complete uh, 34 Linden Street first um dennis do you want to read that agenda item
1: uh 34 Linden street case a-2020-13 applicant and owner david and charlene blue is petitioning for a special permit from the chapter 94 city of medford zoning ordinance to allow the open storage of vehicles
0: right and um member of the board uh yvette velez is absent at this time so this evening i'm appointing um Associate Member Jacqueline Doherty to serve as a voting member on our two matters tonight pursuant to section 35 of the zoning code. So Ms. Desmond, um, you submitted some additional stuff, uh, most significantly a noise study. Um, Do you want to um, present this additional information? I I leave it to you as to how you wanna proceed.
2: Thanks. Uh, good evening, Chairman Carmen and members of the board. Here with me tonight is John Matthews, the manager of UCall Call We Hall and Robert Rossetti of Rossetti Acoustics and Associates in Multimedia. Uh, as you know, it's a continuation of the hearing. At the hearing, the board provided us with an opportunity to hold a meeting with the neighbors, which we did uh, last Saturday morning and to supplement our presentation with a landscape plan, vehicle travel plan, and to take some sound measurements with respect to activity. Um, As I said, we did meet with the neighbors last Saturday, and based on that meeting, I did submit to both the neighbors and the board a set of proposed conditions that my uh, client is agreeable to, and that may uh, hopefully assuage some of the concerns uh, that the neighbors had. Uh, There were two uh, people at the meeting, uh, Mary uh, and Michelle. I'm sorry, I don't have their last names. I should. Um, I also provided them with the report and the site plan that I provided to the board as well. Um, I think... Mm -hmm. I can
1: share my screen, Dennis. Is uh, no. Well, I, I got to swap you over. Hold on one second. Let me just make
0: it. You... Did I miss the proposed con- conditions? I,
1: I.
2: Yeah, I did send those. I did send those over.
1: I sent something. Was that the one this afternoon? Yeah, we we. I got them. I don't know. Okay. I sent it today, about three o'clock. I think 1, 30, one to three, one in that sort of time frame.
0: Was one of the attachments the OSHA? Um... Right. Correct. Yeah. Um, and, then there was, and then there was something else with proposed conditions I, um, I guess I uh I have them ready?
2: on on my screen if I can show them um mm, yeah, so I can go through them when when we're ready if you want I can go through the site plan first
0: okay yeah I, I don't want to interrupt your presentation so ho- however okay. you want to proceed
2: okay so Sorry sure um so the site plan we've increased the buffer <clears throat> originally it was a five foot buffer We've now increased that to 10 feet um, and put plants um, suggested arborvities along that line to shield the view. Um, In connection with uh, the advice of our expert uh, sound expert, um, we will also construct a a solid fence that should buffer some of the noise, a six foot fence along that property line as well. Um, We've also changed uh, the location of, if you recall, the dumpsters were originally on the original plan on the um, left-hand side of the property, closest to the apartments, if you're looking at it. Um, we've switched that and put the dumpsters on the other side, again, on the advice of the sound expert um, who indicated that you want your sound kind of over here where the other construction area is and not close to the apartments. Um, in addition, you'll see, and I put this measure and it wasn't- um, it, Kathy? Yes.
1: I'm not sure if the site plan is up. I mean, I don't see it. No,
0: it's not. It's, I'm,
1: I'm seeing- I'm It I'm
2: sharing my screen.
1: Right, but you have to click on the resize. When you're sharing your screen, you have to, like, decide once you open up the revised site plan, you have to switch over to that uh, item. So there is should some, be.
2: Is something showing up now on the shared no. screen? It's your folder tree. Yeah. Double click. So it says you are screen sharing, but.
1: Right, you are. We're seeing your, like, you know, that's right, right, there, right there, but not the actual file. So
2: can I, if I, so if I hit that, you're not seeing the revised site plan? Uh, Double click no. that. Perhaps. No. Okay. Let me see if I go back into my
3: do share screen again and then it should give you a, a list of windows to share. I think.
4: Okay. You can yeah. Uh, yeah, you can also choose um, advanced options and it'll let you pick just a portion of the screen and you can pick exactly which, which part you want to share. Okay. So if I does that is that
2: up now?
5: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep.
2: Okay. All right. Sorry. I practiced this too and I still failed. <laughs> we got there. Yep. So anyway, um, I've got the 10-foot buffer here, Avervides, and then a solid six-foot fence, uh, again on the recommendation of um, the acoustic specialist. Uh, We then moved the trucks to to this side and and put the dumpsters where all the the activity would actually occur on the side closest to the construction site, which is existing. I didn't have a measure from Medford Engineering, uh, but but the plan is to widen uh, the the curb cut that's existing so that they can make an easier turn back into the the lot. Um, I did use my measure on my computer and it's 1.18 inches under the scale. Um, It's one inch for every 20. So I believe it's about 24 feet would be that opening. Um, And that would then allow the the trucks to come down and back in the driveway um and if they were picking up a dumpster they would back in and and head over to this area away from (laughs) uh, the the condo and the apartments so those are the changes that have been made to the site plan i I don't know if you have any questions with regard to that
0: i don't about the changes uh or jacqueline do you have any questions I i just i
3: just have one question the um on the right side of the site plan where those there's those diagonal
2: Right, the dumpsters. Are
3: those dumpsters or are those like parking spots?
2: No, the those dumpsters. are dumpsters. Because okay. really in, in terms of the employees and the traffic here, you're only gonna have, um, Mr. Matthews indicated to me that both he and his son are really the only drivers at this point. So you're gonna only have two, possibly three people coming in to pick up trucks. Um, so, you know, if they're picking up a truck, they would place their car where the, where the truck is essentially. Um, and, and this way they can slide in and, and get the dumpsters um, right when they turn in. That's the plan.
4: Is there any plan to eventually have additional drivers? Um, I, you can
2: ask, um, you know, Mr. Matthews that I don't, you know, I don't think he's had in general more than, than two or three drivers uh, that are driving into the site. Um, you know, I think, I think when I, I spoke with him about it originally, I think we had three. That would be the case, but it wouldn't be twenty. You know, it would be. There's only there's five there's five trucks, so um, at most you'd have, you know. I suppose it's possible you could have five drives, but right now he's only got two that are are qualified to to drive the trucks at this point. And it was be him and his son.
0: Mm-hmm. My, my note. My right. notes from the last. My notes from the last hearing indicated that the the dumpster moving would take place between five p.m. and seven p.m. Is it was I. My notes correct on that.
2: So right. So if if they knew that they were going to move dumpsters in the morning, I, the the agreement, and I think I put that in the ante- the proposed conditions that they would set those up in the evening at the end of the the day um, and load those dumpsters so that if they had a trip to make in the morning, those dumpsters would be on the trucks and just ready to pull out.
0: I see. Okay. <laughs>
2: so so that would avoid. I think I think the condition that I, I put in was. Between the hours of seven and nine, they would do their best to, to have them all set up the night before, so they're not, you know, moving trucks around, putting dumpsters on trucks in the morning hours, and then just being able to pull up. Okay. Okay.
0: Um,
2: and so I had. Let me see if I can. If I take this out. And and I think I can show you the pictures. I'm hoping I can show them. Um, better than we did the last time. Let me see if I can. <clears throat> okay. Now, I'm not sure. Dennis, I think this is my, might be where you've.
1: That was where I screwed up last time. Yeah, so.
2: Yeah, I'm not so sure if I can <clears throat> go through. Can you see that? No. No. Um. Well, uh, you know what, I'll try and figure that out. Um, but <coughs> essentially the, he's, he has five trucks um, and then a series of, of three or four bands that he utilizes. Um, as I indicated, we did have um, a, a sound engineer come out and do some testing, uh, Rob Rosati, um, and I can have him go through what he did on the site so that you have an idea. Um, and then his report, his report indicated that the um, delivering of the commercial dumpsters to the site isn't really gonna create any um, any increased levels of sound at the property. Um, the only item which uh, would increase the sound and you, you look in the report, it's, it's significant would be the, um, the backup beeper. Um, I did include for the board, um, the OSHA regulation, uh, that regard and and that OSHA regulation isn't a general regulation it applies only to construction sites which this really isn't Um, but essentially the backup beeper would only need to be used if you had employees in the yard with you if you're alone off off away it's not something that's required and also if you had someone on site with you uh, you could you could um, have someone in in instances where you have no ability to see behind you, um, you know, kind of guide you in. So I think the only place that we would really need the backup beepers may be when he's moving from the street to the property. I think once he is in the property area, um, he would be in a position where he could shut that beeper off. And he does have a switch that allows him to do that. Um, In the proposed conditions that I have uh, put out Uh, to the board in the the neighborhood I've suggested that you know as much as we can and to the extent permitted by law which right now is permissible uh, that he would cut that beeper switch uh, so that when he's in the yard uh, that isn't going off as he's backing up to pick up a dumpster and that's the most significant if you look at the report um, that's where you get the most significant increase in noise so I'll let Rob Rosati uh, explain what he did on the on the property and and how he arrived at his results.
6: Hello, everybody. Um, so the tests were fairly straight ahead. We came on site and uh, had the uh, couple positions labeled on the site map that we provided, mm-hmm. uh, called photo one, and there were three test positions: uh, yellow number one. Uh, red number two and light blue number three, which is a little difficult to read. Sorry for that. Uh, number one is probably the most significant. That's right at the. Is there a map box. to show on this?
2: Yeah, I can put the map up. There. Okay,
1: all right. Let me give you get you back to screen sharing. Sorry. Okay. That's actually I think you already you can uh, you have access anyway. You can, you can share it now, Kat. Okay. See. So the two main lake
6: locations. Where we capture the sound level measurements, and i'll I won't say too much more until yeah the let map me see if up. I can just
2: get it up um. okay fine. Then screen share again. I'm sorry. Let me just do
6: this. Okay, here it is. There we go. Everybody can see it. Uh, yes. Okay. Is it small on everybody's screen? Does, does Kathy mm-hmm. need to enlarge it? Or yeah, can I can move done? it. I can see it. I mean, I think that's good. Yeah.
2: Okay. okay.
6: Well, almost right in dead center. There's a yellow circle with a line next to right to the left of a bush. Yep and right along the orange line, which represents the approximate uh, property line between uh, the 34 Linden Street property and the apartments. So that's a very significant location. And so we captured many measurements there, Uh, three categories, mainly one, when there was lack of any distinct sound that we could identify, that is no dogs barking, no doors slamming, uh, no bulldozers in operation next door and no dump trucks um, uh, unloading and, and nobody flying down the street in a dump truck, which we observed uh, probably six or seven times while we were there. So we had to stop and start measurements um, several times in order to uh, dismiss some of those uh, distinct noises, as we'll call them. Uh, so, So the background, the lowest background level noises were when we had an absence of those distinct noises. Although we did hear quite a bit from the highway and then just other trucks and things that were almost continuous in the neighborhood uh, as the neighbors I'm sure are are aware of, Um, Mm -hmm. nothing unusual. Uh, And that level was um, in the around 68 to 60 dB. And that was um, again, the very, very quiet times which were few and far between, um, because again we, we stopped and started. Stop. I probably captured 27 measurements and used about six of them. Uh, the rest of them being corrupted by uh, noises that are, I mean, that are part and parcel to the neighborhood. But I didn't want to uh, seem like we were uh, elevate, you know, falsely elevating the overall general noise of the neighborhood. So we took great care in trying to eliminate those uh, those one-offs, as we call it, or those distinct noises. Uh, but the general noise you know, was elevated. I mean, it was more than a normal city uh, neighborhood would be. And then when we heard uh, a truck going down the street, uh, fairly normal sound, not uh, hitting a bump and and having a lot of other noise, uh, bangs and bumps of the metal in the body, uh, we eliminated that as well. But just a truck going uh, down Linden Street or a bulldozer just uh, pushing dirt, not doing anything in particular strenuous, the levels quickly rose to uh, nearly 70 dB. And we found that was was probably, if we did a history of noise for an hour, we would most likely find the overall noise was closer to 70 than 60. Uh, But again, we eliminated a lot of those distinct noises and just kind of went with the din of the neighborhood uh, for our lowest level. And then relative to that, the Truck noise um, uh, from loading and unloading the dumpster really was below those numbers, except for the fact when the backup alarm was sounding, um, then the level was elevated. And I supplied a chart which kind of clearly showed the level of the backup alarm uh, being significantly louder than, uh, say, the DIN or the other noises of the neighborhood. But they, that was, again, very, um, very intermittent. Uh, it, was a, it was not a steady tone. It was a, you probably heard backup a lot. It's a pulsing type noise. And it's particularly loud if you're directly in line on axis with the truck's path. If you're off to the side, it actually drops dramatically. So it's what's called it's very, very directional sound. So if you're really right, right behind the truck, you're going to hear it loudly. in really a very narrow path behind the truck. And so that's good for safety and good for uh, the flanking areas as well, because if you're literally standing 20 feet away from the center path of the truck, the sound drops by about 12 dB, which is a tremendous number. a very, very large uh, drop in level. And, um, and as Kathleen was saying, the alarm can be defeated once the truck's on the property and it, it could actually be, um, uh, I think not used at all if somebody else is directing the truck. And there's a lot of other OSHA codes that, you know, really allow some leeway there. And I'm not an OSHA expert, so I'm not going to say any more about those uh, rules and regulations. Um, But we did, uh, you know, extensive uh, measurements on that property and uh, that we believe the fence, I'd recommend a solid fence. So as Kathleen mentioned, that will be erected and that will certainly stop the tone of the backup alarm, um, for at least the first floor residents and, uh, and a little bit to the second floor really depends on how close the truck is to the fence. The closer the truck is to the fence, the more the sound will be mitigated. The further away the truck is from the fence, the more it can kind of hop over it a little bit. Um, but again, if it's further away from the fence, it's going to be quieter just by the laws of physics that say, if, the source is further away, the sound is going to be quieter at the apartment. So uh, it, none of the conditions seem like they were, uh, uh, you know, tremendously greater than, than what the neighborhood is kind of accustomed to. And then um, and a, a common question I'm asked is, what happens if you take this new noise, we'll call it, um, and add it to the existing noise? So if we had say 50 dB of existing noise, and now another new source making 50 dB of noise, do we get 100 dB of noise when they add together? And the answer is, is not. Uh, the way the decibel range works uh, is that if we had one sound of 50 decibels and another one of 50, they would add for a mere 53 uh, total of the two. Uh, so that's how a dB the dB scale, it's a logarithmic ratio. Um, uh, it's not actually a unit of measurement. And so the new noise of the truck and dumpster operation is not going to say uh, arithmetically add to the existing noise it's not going to take your noise floor from here and now all of a sudden raise it up this large amount um it's basically going to fit fit right in and sometimes below and the action of actually i was very very impressed at the action of uh, actually loading the dumpster onto the truck and taking it off It was an extremely quiet operation. Again, the only noise that was really produced was uh, the backup alarm, number one, and then just normal uh, truck transmission noise that, you know, everyday uh, audible occurrence, basically. And uh, the actual depositing of the large dumpster on the ground was impressively quiet. And then picking it up also, there was virtually no additional noise. If the truck could be off, while the dumpster was loaded on, for instance, you would never know what was occurring. You could be standing in your driveway at the apartments and really not know what was happening. That's how quiet the actual process is. So it's really just, uh, the only noise is again backup alarm and just normal truck noise. Um, so that's, uh, hey, any any questions? Uh,
0: yes, yeah, so that was a question I had about um, capturing the sound of, of the loading and the uh, unloading of the dumpsters. Um, the, yeah, the, the, uh, on page three of your report, sound level test data capture, test one through eight. Mm-hmm. Any of any of those include that act the act of loading or unloading the
6: dumpsters. Yes, yes, so, several of them incorporated that, including the um, number four on the on the single page that has the big green chart on it, and the the quietest probably the quietest part. Uh, if I did a history of sound of that process of uh, loading the dumpster on the truck the actual motion of the dumpster would be the quietest aspect of that it would it would it would totally be masked by the noise of a truck just moving at one or two miles an hour um you know so we're talking very very slow mo- everything's very in slow motion and uh the the dumpster goes off very slowly comes on very slowly and even being empty a hollow empty steel dumpster virtually made No additional sound when being um, uh, put right down onto the ground. It was impressively quiet. So it did not stand out among the measurements. There was virtually no indication that that was occurring over the truck noise. Did I I get that answer to you? Yes, perfectly. Thank you very much.
4: Um, Did you give us the number for, I think you said that 70 was what you used for the baseline decibels. Did you give us a number for what the backup noise was if you're directly behind it?
6: Yes, that um, was around 80. That's test. I see that test for 80, 85.
0: Yeah, 85. Yeah, 84. Okay, perfect. Yep. And then test eight is another time where it's only 75. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then test yeah, seven as well, you know, which is closer to the property line, is
0: sixty six. Well, that's that's going forward though. There's no backup alarm when it's going forward, right? Right. And then, oh, the difference.
6: Eight. Yeah, and the difference is again the the alarm was very directional. So worst case, um, I was standing very close to the rear of the truck at one point, and that's when I captured the very loud level. I was also very interested to see what frequency range it was in, in case we needed to do some supplementary work or I just wanted to have that data. And I thought it was interesting to kind of show on the graph that it was a very small slice of, of what we hear basically. it's uh it's a tone that's um, uh, you know very, very intermittent. Uh, it really didn't last uh, very long. Uh, John can probably talk to how long it takes to actually back in and um, uh you know drop a dumpster uh, typically uh and uh again it's not not a very long duration yeah
0: and then, the, and then the lowest you were able to get with ambient noise of basically low 60s or perhaps high 50s is when you are very careful to do a reading when the, you didn't hear basically anything do i understand that correctly that's kind of that's kind of
6: yeah. open your that's mind. when we could we could kind of clearly hear the traffic uh, of the of the highway
0: so, exactly. without Mr. so without Mr. Matthews' operation in just generally the neighborhood as it is during the day, you're generally looking at something in the low 70s? Is that what test one kind of represents? Yes,
6: yes that's correct.
4: Okay. And then would I be correct in understanding that <clears throat> even if you wanted to take the absolute worst-case scenario for the backup noise at 85, adding the 85 and the low 70, 75 for the typical, you're not going to – You're going to end up only slightly higher adding those two together, correct?
6: That's correct. Yes. yes. Very, very, very. In fact, well, actually, if you take two noises and there's more than a nine or ten or eleven dB difference between them, the lower one you can kind of throw that number out. When you're
0: talking, you're talking about if there was two of the vehicles backing up at the same time, right? Is that? No,
4: crazy? sorry. So, um, I know I'm talking about if we say that the neighborhood has a baseline of 70 75. Oh, I see.
0: Oh, the oh the baseline. Yeah, base I just want to make sure for everyone listening oh, that That's what it. he's
4: <laughs> saying is the when the truck is backing up at the worst at the the highest we got was an 85. It's not as though what he was saying that the 70 and the 85 add together. I, I think you're saying that essentially you would just have the 85 for that interval. You you've got
6: it exactly. Right. If okay. there was a 75 and an 85 simultaneously, uh it would sound like, you know, eighty-five point one or something. It would be absolutely, okay. you know, inaudible. You can measure maybe a tenth of a dB, which we cannot typically hear. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, theoretically, okay. it'd be slightly greater, but n- not audible. Yeah. Okay. And again, and, and as the truck's moving, particularly uh, as it was shown on Kathleen's plan, there the the truck is kind of in a uh, rotational motion. So the sound going to kind of be spread out a little bit too. It's going to help even and out a little bit more. There won't be as much, um, uh, you know, if the truck was in one place making one noise, that would, it would not be dissipated. And um, your, your hearing sense might feel as an accumulation, but it's always in motion and it's in this kind of curved path. So that, that's very good for dissipation and for not triggering, say, the, the brain to say, oh, there's a noise over there. It's, it's uh, a psychoacoustic phenomenon when, it, when the sound is dissipated and not kind of abrupt and uh, constant, uh, we tend to uh, not notice it as much. So it's, um, it should be, and then again, this is without the fence as well. So all, all the testing, uh, the levels on the other side, on the apartment side, will be lower uh, than we measured in general. Okay. Thank you so much. This was tremendously helpful. I don't know if uh,
0: James or uh, Jack, when you have any other questions.
4: Um, no, I, I don't. That answered all my questions. Okay. Uh, would you like me to go through
2: the proposed conditions that we have proposed to include?
0: Yep. We'll move on with whatever whatever you think the next step is.
2: Okay. Um, let me just stop sharing for a minute and pull this out. <clears throat> Okay uh, nope that's not I'm sorry I'm sorry, I thought I had them in the um, the presentation items I don't. So I can I can read them. I don't have the um, rather than go through and try and find the actual ones. what we had proposed, That we would of course comply with the applicable laws and regulations pertaining to the idling of vehicles, including but not limited to 90 section 16A, um, which is the anti-idling law that allows, that doesn't allow them to idle trucks for any more than uh, five minutes. Um, That they would not perform regular maintenance or repair vehicles stored on the subject premises with the exception of minor repairs, such as a flat tire or something necessary to remove the vehicle from the property. Uh, that they would keep the subject yard in good repair and order, maintaining all landscaping and fencing and removing any and all rubbish or trash that may collect on the premises. Uh, And this is what we talked about with regard to um, the backup alarm to the extent possible and to the extent permitted by law. When loading dumpsters onto vehicles within the confines of its yards, we shall, we all shall avoid the use of a backup alarm. operating compliance with city ordinances Uh, this includes the restricting of noise performance of work or other associated activities that would create excessive noise uh, to those hours between 7 a.m and 6 p.m to the greatest extent possible where dumpsters will be moved off the premises between the hours of 7 and 9 a.m that they will load the dumpsters onto the commercial vehicles prior to closing business the prior evening and then um, when entering and exiting this seemed to be a, a large concern primarily based on, um, I believe, the construction site next door um, and and the vehicles um, going up and down the street at at rather rapid rates. So this condition would be that they would exit and enter enter Linden Street exercising reasonable care and shall limit speed to 15 15 miles per hour in the neighborhood. And actually, that's probably faster than than what they would go even at that point, uh, but somewhere between 10 to 15 miles per hour.
0: I don't know if you said it, so the um, the dumpsters would certainly be located in the manner shown on the site plan. Right?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing which I didn't include, um, which we we discussed in terms of the single family dwelling that's Sarah is isn't really a neighborhood concern, but certainly if it was approved that the kitchen, uh, which is in that existing dwelling, was to be removed. Um, yeah, I have that. I have that
0: from, my, I have yeah. that from the previous yeah. hearing. Yeah. Okay. okay.
2: So in, in terms of the finding for for what we need, um,
0: to we're talking about we're talking we're talking about section 81 subsection F factors one through four, correct?
2: Right.
4: Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, use 44, I think.
0: Correct.
2: And, you know, we talked about, I, I think, um, at the last meeting and, and there was some input from the building inspector that in fact, um, not that this is, this is sort of close in terms of it being an accessory use to open storage and that if another industrial use um, had, would be storing vehicles, trucks on the property, in a lot of cases, it would be viewed as an accessory use, which is an allowed use. Um, it's not here. And the, the building uh, commissioner deemed it not to be because specifically it, because of the dumpster storage piece of it. Um, but with regard to the trucks, even under an accessory use, um, that would be allowed as of right.
0: And, and so I think there, that's so, if, so if there was no dumpsters, you could use this property to store big trucks on it and come and go at all times and you wouldn't even be here before us, right?
2: Correct. If it was an accessory use to what the use was. If it was light industry, Car Corp, I think is a, a perfect example across the street. Um, they store trucks that used to represent them. Um, They store many trucks on their property, you know, as as an accessory use to their their business. Um, And and actually in in talking with the neighbors about uh, Cardi and the history, because they had been there for quite some time, I think the routineness of of the vehicles coming and going um, made it less offensive. Um, And and that will kind of be what this operation is as well. Um, You know, he may have to come back to get a, a dumpster In the middle of the day, on occasion, but they're going to come out and they're going to go in. And you know, dumpsters don't make money sitting in the yard, so um, there probably aren't going to be a lot of dumpsters there most of the time. I think um, John had mentioned when he was uh, there Saturday that in his lot that he currently has that he had two dumpsters in one truck. So it's not as if it's going to be all of the dumpsters and all the trucks on the property every day, twenty-four seven. Because they they don't—they're
0: usually on site. Correct. Mr. Matthews, are, there, are a lot of them on site for extended periods of time while a job is ongoing? Uh, yeah. You want to speak to that?
6: They're actually on the on the site for the whole duration of the job, it might be six months, a year, two years.
0: I'm oh, yeah. sorry, Ms. Desmond. I, I hope you didn't mind. I addressed your client directly.
2: No, that's fine.
0: Yeah. I won't, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jacqueline, uh, James, do you have any other questions? Oh, Ms. Desmond, I'm sorry. You all set?
2: That's okay. Yeah. Um, just to go through the, the finding though, it, it is an industrial area and the current use as a single family home doesn't really fit the district. And in fact, uh, if someone to, were to demolish that house, it would have to resort back to an industrial use without a use variance. Um, I think we've gone through the sound and, and what effects it or impacts it would have on the neighborhood. I think it's kind of a modest use compared to some of the other uses that could be allowed as of right in the district, including an automotive repair establishment, um, heavy repair and light manufacturing, uh, which would be much more continuous during the day. Um, You'd have employees coming and going, and that's really not what this this business is. Uh, In terms of of pedestrian nuisance and vehicles, again, uh, they're gonna be loaded in the afternoon if they're going out in the morning. Um, We only have one or two drivers Um, So I I don't see that there's a a real nuisance to pedestrians in this instance. And in terms of adequate and appropriate facilities, it's in an industrial zone. It has the required 10,000 square feet of land uh, that's required for an industrial use. So I think we fit the criteria for a special permit in this instance.
0: And that's what we would ask for. James, do you have anything else? Any questions or any other comments? Jacqueline?
4: Um, No, I think the the main question I had um, last month was that fourth prong about the adequate and appropriate facilities regarding um, the trucks being able to turn around and make sure that that wasn't going to be an issue for the neighbors. Um, And I think that that has been adequately addressed.
0: Okay. Um, If anyone wants to be heard further on it, um, just try and, uh, and members of the public that want to speak on this, just try and let me we had extensive public comment last time so if any comments limit them to the additional information provided tonight concerning noise and the additional conditions and whether those are satisfactory to you and why or why not so Dennis uh, the uh the floor is yours as to how you want to receive and order public comment
1: um there were some of us who were in here last time but um if you do wish to speak um down on the little reactions you can either you know give a little hand clap like that, well, all right, there we go. And so just do a little motion like that and then uh, we'll go to you. So we have one so far, let me just. uh... Oh,
7: is it my turn? Yes. Yep. You're you're good to go, sorry. Oh, cool. Cool. Uh, yeah, at Kamal, Linden uh, Street 24-30, so that building that's directly next door to the property. Um, I had around four questions, so I'll just like, ask them as quickly as possible. Uh, the first one is related to the backup beepers and the reliability of the promise that they're going to be turning them off as soon as they enter the property at a you know reasonable rate. And it's hard to believe that they're going to remember to do that every single time if they're doing this on a daily basis as well as being required to keep those beepers on when they're on site. Um, I saw on that uh, diagram uh, basically of the sound measurement test that 75 decibels was the measurement that they got 29 feet from uh, uh, our property. Um, it was is that correct? Was it 29 feet from our property or 29 feet from where the actual um,
0: work was? It says, being- it says 29 feet from apartments.
6: Yeah, that's the cl- that's the closest part of the building to uh, where the fence is proposed at the property, the orange property line. So that's that's the the closest part. There's two parts of the building that protrude out further than the rest of the building. And it's 29 feet from the face of that building to the property line. And then the trucks will be another distance. Well, if you look at the photograph, it's, it's, it's 31 and a half feet from the fence to the driveway, which is almost mid property.
7: Okay, gotcha. So 75 decibels uh, in in what I have looked into in the past is the equivalent to a busy restaurant. Um, so I'm not too sure how I feel about that. And that's just a comment on my part. Um, the other question I had was regarding the truck paths that was shown uh, in that uh, sound measurement map. Um, you could clearly see that the truck is overlapping with a parked car. Um, if we look at the street of Linden street from sidewalk to sidewalk, you can assume that it's around, like, let's say, 23 feet across. If you park a car there, let's say there's 10 feet taken away from that. Um, Is that 15 feet enough for these large trucks to be going in and out and maneuvering safely without, you know, causing any issues there? Um, I'm not too sure about that. Um, And one of my other questions is, so you mentioned the combination of, you know, 50 decibel noise over here, 50 decibel noise over there. If they're both happening at the same time, you're only seeing a logarithmic increase in sound. But I think our concern as neighbors isn't the combination of sounds, but the increased frequency of us hearing these sounds throughout the day. Um, And my final question would be, who do we go to if we find that these promises are not being kept? Um, You
0: allow the special permit with conditions and the conditions are violated, you would go to the building commissioner to enforce the. the provisions of the special permit
7: okay thank you and and that's all um, my concerns are still around these the sound um issue as well as the park cars and the logistics there of how they're going to be maneuvering these vehicles in and out thank you
0: miss desmond am i correct that um, one of the conditions would be they would turn off the backup alarms to the extent permitted under applicable regulations correct was that one of your um one of your conditions that you stated
2: it is one of the conditions is condition Okay. Um, number, number four.
0: And if I understood that OSHA explanatory, um, answer, it was as long as the vehicle is not obstructed when going in reverse. And as long as there's no other employee on the ground that could, or person that could be hit, they, you could turn off the backup alarm.
2: That's correct. That. And, and they don't actually have regulations that don't pertain to construction sites. So even that regulation it pertains only to construction sites, which this really isn't. Um, but I I think in terms of on the roadway, you want to have that, that uh, backup alarm on just to make sure in instances, if you don't have a second person with you, that, Mm -hmm. that someone behind you doesn't, but once you're in the property, that would not be an issue and it would be shut off.
0: Okay. Anyone else, um, wish to comment further? Uh, uh,
5: Yeah. Oh, can I tap it? Yes, yeah, huh? yeah, you can
3: talk. Can you can, talk? Yeah.
5: Hello. Sir, what's your, what's your name and your address? Uh, yeah, my name is Abu Kamal. Uh, I'm residing at the Teddy Linden, Linden Street on Apartment on 1. My concern uh, regarding the new proposal is uh, it's not only concerned about the the noise. It's also concerned about uh, six 40 feet of dumpster, six, fo- uh, six of the twenty feet of dumpster, and also five trucks. Uh, everything is there. It's gonna looks like a, it's a war zone. Uh, it's it's environmental hazard. You know, it's, it's all the 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 dumpster sitting there, uh, first of all. And second thing is, uh, the I was speaking loudly last time also. City official should consider the way they're considering the industrial zone. I understand this is an industrial zone. Uh, administration is considering to let them in. But at the same time, uh, my concern is as a resident, uh, are we getting any kind of support from the administration to having a peaceful life on a daily basis? Because most of the, the, the permission was given to the, to the new uh, tenants here, the tow company, and the McCord starting their business 6 a.m. in the morning till 9, 10 o'clock at night. We are hard, hardworking people. We work to make our living. Also, the other residents as well. But if you extended the hour like this 6 a.m. till 9 a.m., how we gonna make our living you know we do need to have have some sleep you know if this kind of noise is going to be going on till nine o'clock at night or seven o'clock at night uh, there's no peace of mind for us so my only concern is i hope the the city official should consider industrial zone as industrial zone at the same time as you as because we are residents here, living here for the last twenty years, we should have a good consideration from the city as well. Thank you very much. So, thank you, sir.
0: Anyone else want to be heard regarding London Street, Ms. Desmond? Do you all set? You need to? Do you need to respond to anything?
2: Um, I, I just respond to the hours of operation because I, I think that there's a misconception that this is going to be operating very early in the morning at six and, and until nine at night. And, and we, you know, this is conditioned essentially between seven and, and, and seven or six. And, and like I said, the night before, he's going to load his vehicle so that there isn't any issue between seven and nine with backups and dumpsters. To, to the greatest extent possible. I think, you know John comes from Medford and, and I think he intends on trying to be a good neighbor um, and you know would certainly be approachable by the neighbors if they had an issue.
0: And there's not ongoing operations there during the day, right? It's a matter yeah. of dropping things off at the end of the day, maybe um, yeah. logistically getting, getting things setting up to move out the next morning and then there'll be some moving the next morning and then during the day, they'll be off in the right. field
2: on occasion you may have to get a dumpster at noon or something like that if someone needs one but but no for the most part morning and and at the end of the day and the mid middle of the day there's not going to be much noise at all
0: okay Dennis why don't we go to Mr. Fleming has his hand raised
8: hi I am uh Ryan I live in Boston I do however work with Mr. Matthews and I think um everyone should uh appreciate
5: his willingness to work with everyone uh being in real estate I can tell you a lot of
8: developers do not uh, handle themselves in such a matter and I think it's it's you know it would be advantageous for the neighbors to work with him who is approachable versus uh, somebody else who could come and disrupt uh day and night and there could be zero recourse because of it and uh, that's all.
0: Thank you. <clears throat> Anyone else? All right, Jacqueline or Jim, do you wanna make a, a motion to close the um, evidentiary portion and to enter deliberations?
3: I'll make a motion to close the evidentiary portion of the hearing and open deliberations.
0: Second, all in favor? Aye. 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 All right. Um, <laughs> I think we need to keep in mind that when when we're considering this here, that a lot, a lot of the concerns that have been raised are are not connected to the reasons why they need a special permit. Um, They need a special permit because they're going to be storing dumpsters there. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm particularly persuaded by the noise study, but even if the noise study was questionable, the noise is being caused by trucks driving back and forth down the street and they don't need a special permit for that, so... Um I mean I, I would be I would be inclined to say that they've satisfied that the factors to, to issue a special permit, but I'm happy to hear if um uh, James or Jacqueline disagree. I
3: I mean I agree, Scott. I um I do think that this particular case um I mean it it's the nature of, of the zoning in that area. I mean it, it is what it is. It, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be changed anytime soon uh, from what I can tell or, um, but I, I do think that, um, the applicant has made a really good faith effort to address some of the concerns, um, from the neighbors. I mean, it's, it's not going to be a perfect, um, a perfect, um, solution, but. I, I mean, I think that they've addressed most of the major concerns, and like you said, I, I don't think you know those issues even really have to do with storing dumpsters on the property. I mean, I think I, so. Um, that's my thought. I mean, I, it, it's just a
0: and and I think and and I and I think it's important also that there could be an operation there. I mentioned this last time. There could be an operation there that would be worse for the neighbors that wouldn't require a special permit at all I mean here we're talking about a segment in the morning where hopefully if they they uh, fulfill what they promised and I have no reason to believe they won't there'll be very little noise in the morning caused by it and then there'll be a segment in the evening when they're prepping for the next day but there's not going to be ongoing operations during the day like light manufacturing which would be far far worse Um, that may or may not be relevant to the analysis but I think it it definitely is something to think about
3: Agree. Um, I agree. Go ahead, Jim. I, I was just going to say, I mean, it's still not an ideal situation to have behind you. I get it. I mean, I, I, some, I, I wouldn't want it either, to be honest with you. But I think for what, what it's zoned for, um, this is probably the best case scenario for that lot. So, um, expe- especially since um, the applicant seems to be willing. Uh, to work with neighbors and address any concerns as they come up. Um,
0: so. I mean, so, someone could, someone couldn't knock down that house and build a new single family. You'd have to get a use variance, um, which I know one, one person on this meeting wouldn't, wouldn't grant a use variance. So, um, the most ideal, um, uh, outcome for the, for the neighborhood is, is a legal impossibility basically. Um, even if setting the use variance authority aside, there there wouldn't be any basis to give a use variance. There's, you know,
1: yeah.
0: single families are not allowed in the district, and there's nothing special about that that would that would give rise to the a use variance. So, I know the neighborhood would love to see a single family house there, but the only way that would happen would be if that existing single family was rehabbed into a single family, and that's not going to happen. Um, so, um, anyways, Jim and I have talked a lot. So, Jacqueline, uh, the conscience is yours.
4: Thank you. Um, Yeah, I think I made my point clear that my, my, my questions from last time were addressed. Um, My concern really had to do with whether the facilities were going to be appropriate for the trucks backing up because I wanted to make sure that we didn't have any issues on the streets, on the street for the neighbors. Um, And then I also, um, I just want to reiterate, I think I may have mentioned this last time that I appreciate all of the concerns the neighbors have brought. Um, but this board, all that we can do is enforce the zoning laws that already exist. Um, so any other concerns that you have, um, we encourage you to bring them to the city council if you want to see any changes made. Um, but given the laws that were presented with, I think the applicant has made an appropriate case and um, in- included some appropriate conditions.
0: Um, my only thought was being a little more firm on the condition of when dumpsters are going to be uh, moved in the morning, um, that it be mandatory that they be prepped up the night before, 7 to 9. I mean, I'd, I'd be inclined to say that needs to be 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. So a lot of families, 9 p.m. with little kids is, is late. So I'd be inclined, James and Jacqueline, if you agree, to make that a firm condition that um, not to the extent possible, uh, it required uh, between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. Uh, any moving is necessary such that the, that they're ready to go the next morning without having to load and unload.
4: And that they can't be prepped in the morning. Correct. Um, I think that's fair.
0: I,
3: I mean, I, I would agree with that, but I mean, I don't know. I, I can't imagine that there would be circumstances where they may have to load stuff in the morning. I don't, I, I just that seems
0: like a really you think it's too draconian but
4: well what if we jim if or, if that's a concern what if we well let's ask the applicant first of all because if they'll agree then it's yeah, absolutely um, yeah. <laughs> right. but if we what if we is there a way to say that to the best extent possible It needs to be done the night before and it can't be done after 8 p.m. And then in the morning, just so that we make sure that it's not starting at like six o'clock when people who finally got their kids to bed, the kids are still sleeping, that type of a thing, um, that they'll endeavor not to do it in the morning. But on the odd occasion that it has to occur, it can't start before, you know, 7 a.m. or something.
2: I think that's what we had. Um, I, I think originally it was seven to seven. I don't think, and, and John, am I correct that um, eight o'clock was never something that was in the picture here. I think the latest that anyone would be on site would be seven. Um, so I, I don't think that the evening portion of it is, is a difficulty. There may be a situation where I get a gets a call the night and says, hey, can I have a dumpster? And then you've got to load one. In the morning that you didn't anticipate, um, and I think we had seven o'clock in the morning. And I can further clarify that in the condition that that would be the start point; it wouldn't be any earlier than than seven in the morning.
0: Uh, okay. That, that anything. And, and then, and then, when you do it the night before, it wouldn't be any later than seven p.m. Because I thought you made a reference to seven; it would happen between seven p.m. and nine p.m. Which
2: no, seven and nine in the morning. So, to the greatest extent possible, between the hours of seven to, and nine in the morning, we wouldn't be loading dumpsters would try to do it the evening before so that that in works. the evening in the evening
0: bef- in the evening before the shutoff time would be what seven? seven yes okay
4: okay I misheard that one as well all right that okay
0: that, 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 that that's that's acceptable if we have to assuming we we vote to grant this it'll send us a draft decision if i we need to t- tweak the language slightly to make it consistent with what I understand we've agreed to Um mm-hmm. okay all right, thank you. Thank you, Ms. Desmond.
2: Another question um, just on 3036 Salem Street. I'm curious as to maybe when we would get a
0: decision on that. We're in the middle of deliberations right now on I'm your sorry, case you're thought, asking about a different case?
2: Sorry.
4: I thought I was, I, I thought you were done. I'm sorry. Monday. <laughs> thank you.
0: <sighs> demerits, demerits for you.
4: I, I never ask
0: <laughs> only through Dennis.
4: Um, Okay, so I feel comfortable that we've covered what we needed to cover.
0: Okay. I'll take a, um, a motion to approve the special permit with all the conditions that Ms. Desmond has gone through as slightly modified and discussed.
4: I'll make a motion to approve the special permit with the discussed and agreed to conditions.
0: Second. All in favor? Aye.
4: Aye. Aye. Okay. Thank you.
0: Good luck, Good luck Mr. Matthews.
4: Have a nice holiday,
0: folks. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Mr. Mrazadi.
4: And thanks to the neighbors for participating.
0: Thank you. Bye bye. All right, Dennis, you want to read the next agenda item?
1: 19 Dexter Street, case number A 20 14th. Applicant and owner Mark Wayshack and Stephanie Mann are petitioning for a variance from the Chapter 94 City of Medford Zoning Ordinance to install an off street parking space on the right side of a lot containing an existing non conforming single family dwelling in an apartment one zoning district allowed use with insufficient parking space dimensions and setback from lot one. Council?
8: Good evening. That was pretty much my whole presentation that he just made. So uh, we can all go home.
0: <laughs> I, 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 hope, I hope that's not true.
8: <laughs> well, not quite. Uh, good evening, uh, Mr. Chairman and members of the board. My name is Rick Mann. I am an attorney. I'm appearing here this evening on behalf of the petitioners, Mark Wayshack and Stephanie Mann Wayshack. They are the owners of the property, at, which is a single family dwelling at 19 Dexter Street. In the interest of full disclosure, I have to tell you that um, Stephanie Manda is my daughter, and Mark Wayshak is my son-in-law, and my daughter is eight and a half months pregnant, and if I don't get this variance this evening, uh, she will not let me see my grandchild. (laughs) Don't want that to to any of you. Uh, The Wayshacks have owned this property since around 2018, And since that time, they've expended significant time, effort, and money to improve their home, both inside and out. The property currently does not have any off-street parking. And one of the ongoing improvements that they wish to make is to provide for a single off-street parking space along the southwesterly side of the lot line in in their front yard. I, I don't know if you all have the plot plan in front of you and uh, if not, I can ask my son-in-law to put that on the screen so we can take a peek as to exactly where that is. Yeah, if you don't have it. If, okay. I
0: have okay.
8: it. Okay. So um, as you can see, as you faced uh, the building on from Dexter Street in the front, it is on the right-hand side, which is the southwesterly boundary uh, of the property. Um the property is in an apartment one zoning district and the lot is currently. I'm just jump in. I'll just throw it up there just cause I, I have it
1: right. on my screen just to. Uh,
8: I'll wait till you do that and then continue. Just,
0: just pop, pop, uh, council just pause for one second. I'm sorry.
8: Sure. My apologies continue we good yes okay the property is located in an apartment one zoning district and is a pre-existing dimensionally non-conforming lot uh, both in terms of lot area lot width and front and side yards <clears throat> under the current requirements of the medford zoning ordinances two parking spaces are actually required in this district so we will actually be asking for relief that will provide a greater degree of conformity for this lot According to the, the zoning ordinance. Sure. Sorry. I hit the wrong button. It's, everything back, everything good? Yep. Okay. According to the zoning ordinance, a parking space is allowed in the front yard. The petitioners require relief because the proposed parking space will not conform both to the setback requirements along that southwesterly sideline as well as uh, the dimensional requirements for a parallel parking space, which require a rectangular shape, uh, nine feet by 22 feet. The sideline setback is three feet. As you can see from the plan, we'll be about one foot from the sideline. And as far as the dimensional compliance is concerned, uh, we are in excess of the twenty-foot, uh, 22 foot length on one side, the side closest to the sideline, And if you add up the two dimensions on the other side, we're at just about 20. So we're about two feet shy. As far as the nine foot dimension, we make that uh, at the confluence of the street line or the sidewalk line. And we're just a bit shy in the back at seven and a half feet. Um, So what we are asking for is a variance relative to those two aspects of of the zoning ordinance. The odd shape of this particular lot, as you can see, is somewhat of a semi-parallelogram uh, because of the confluence of the street line there. You can see uh, it is a roughly a 45 degree angle at the front lot line uh, that precludes us from having a true rectangle as required by the ordinance. Our ability to uh, have this property on this very narrow lot Um, is why we need the the variance and we believe that without it we will have a substantial hardship relative to the provisions of the zoning ordinance from the relief that we're seeking uh, if it is indeed enforced literally against this law. That hardship is exacerbated by the fact that that enforcement would preclude the petitioners from alleviating in part that existing nonconformity by providing one of the two spaces that would otherwise be required in this zoning district. Hardship has been defined in case law as quote not being reasonably able to use property for purposes or in a manner allowed by municipal zoning requirements due to circumstances particularly affecting the property. The ordinance specifically allows and indeed requires on street parking for this property and the petitioners seek only modest relief from those dimensional restrictions in order to bring the property into greater conformity Massachusetts courts have found substantial hardship where requested variants will promote safety or eliminate a safety concern. The provisions of an off-street parking space will enhance safety by reducing parking congestion on Dexter Street and will also promote the safety of the petitioners by avoiding their having to access their motor vehicle in the street. And their baby. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was going to say that parenthetically. Thank you. The granting of the requested variances will certainly not create any substantial detriment to the public good, quite the contrary. In fact, the granting will relieve that uh, and provide a substantial benefit to the public good by alleviating the need for the petitioners to use the limited on-street parking that is available on this street, making that additional space available to someone else. It should also be noted that, but for two properties in the block between the, a, the intersecting street of Bow Street and Broadway, there are only two properties that do not have a curb cut and off-street off parking available to them. One of those being this site. Section 941 of the zoning ordinance provides in pertinent part that the purpose of the zoning ordinance is to promote safety, convenience, and general welfare of its inhabitants and to lessen congestion Granting the requested variances will therefore further the express intent and purpose of the zoning ordinance by lessening that parking congestion along Dexter Street and promoting greater safety and convenience for the area inhabitants, as well as of course, as pointed out for the petitioners. Therefore, rather than nullifying or substantially derogating from the intent and purpose of the zoning ordinance, granting the requested variances will promote that intent and the purpose of the ordinance. For the foregoing reasons, the petitioners respectfully request that this board grant the requested variances. And I thank you.
0: Thank you, Council. That was very, very well done. I, I appreciate that very much. Jacqueline and James, do you have any questions?
3: Um, I, I do. I well, just I guess more of a comment. Um, I was initially concerned about that 15 foot length, just because I mean, my main concern was a car sticking out um, onto the sidewalk. So I did, I did look up. Some average dimensions of cars. I don't know what type of car you have, but um, a suburban. <laughs> they will have. <laughs>
8: it got it, we'll them a small one if it makes a difference.
3: Yeah, no. It, it seems as though I mean the, the the typical width of a car is six to six and a half feet. So I, I think you would have plenty of room to sort of tuck it in that that little alcove. Um, so I mean that was my main concern. Thank you. Um, so that's
0: it. And this is, I don't know if uh, Jim or Jacqueline, you noticed that, you noticed this difference here of um, the previous variants that we've had to do on parking spaces have involved it being in the front yard. That's mm-hmm. because in single family one, single family two, in general residence, it's not allowed in the front yard, but they're apartment one. So the fact that it's in a, in, a, in a front yard, and this I learned this for the first time now when he said that, that it's okay to be in the front yard. I said, what is he talking about? So I took a close look at 191 and, and it, it is for apartment one, it can be in the front yard. I did not know that. Interesting. So it's, so it's only the um it's only the side yard setback and the dimensions of the parking space itself that he needs relief on. That's correct. Jacqueline, you still with us? Uh-oh. Did we lose
4: her? I think oh. keeps muting for some reason. Um so you haven't heard all of the insightful things I've been saying we haven't um, heard anything from you <laughs> um no I was joking so um I took a look at the lot um I just wanted to make sure I understood where the line was um so the it seems as though the house next door has um a cement walkway that's part of the next door lot that's
8: Is correct. That correct that's correct I think okay, they basically use that to store their their garbage cans if I'm not mistaken.
4: yeah, I think that's correct. um so then this would and then I've also looked at um a bunch of the other driveways in the neighborhood they're all right up against the property lines as well um, so I think that when I took a look at this um you know you explained it in your presentation you need one of the conditions this is clearly a very um Oddly shaped lot. It's unique to this lot um, within the neighborhood. Um, so I think that you you meet the requirements when we go through that four-prong test for the condition that is unique, that creates the hardship that doesn't um create a substantial detriment.
0: And he even tied it back to our preamble of the zoning code. He did.
8: I was going to go back to 1776 uh, when Medford first enacted the the, the (laughs) Oh,
0: they have, they have, they have, but they have, the zoning code hasn't been amended since then either. So (laughs) nothing's changed.
4: You're either Uh, an incredibly well-prepared attorney or you've, you've uh, listened to previous meetings where we always try to get everybody to just come back to the statute and explain why they have the conditions that
0: create the hardship. um, Have you talked to, does the neighbor and either of the neighbors care?
8: Do you know? Uh, we've not talked to the neighbors and I, it, it's a very, you know, isolated in the sense that there's not a lot of interaction.
4: Um, and I don't think we have any neighbors on. Is that correct, Dennis?
8: That is correct. Uh,
2: we, yeah. Did you want
1: to? Yeah. If, if it, Rick, is it okay if I just. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So the, the the neighbors that would be affected are the, 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 the apartment building next door. Um, and. Mm-hmm. We we don't really have I mean there's there's a lot of f- different families that live there and so we don't have any s- specific um, conversations although everyone seems really nice um, so we have not talked to them um, specifically especially given that there's there's so many different apartments in that that one building. Okay,
4: I don't have any further questions.
0: Okay. Dennis, is I, is the, she, the screen's still being shared, so I can't see. Oh, sorry names. about there's, that. There's no one else in on the line, right? There
1: it is, correct. Yeah, there we go. We're back.
0: Okay. Do we need to deliberate, or do you guys? Uh, what do you think?
1: I mean, I'm
3: I'm good. Do, do we?
4: Have why don't to we here? just? Why don't we just do the motion to? Um, I'll make a motion to close the evidentiary portion.
0: Second. And open deliberations.
4: Uh, and to open deliberations.
0: Mm-hmm. Second. All in favor, Aye. Okay. All right, I I, I think in our our, uh, back and forth, we've kind of already deliberated. I think we're we're all uh, in agreement that the the statutory criteria have been satisfied. Agreed. Uh, So, without further ado, would someone like to make a motion to uh, approve the application for variance?
4: I'll make a motion to approve the application for variance to install um, one off street parking space.
0: Second. All in favor, Aye. 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 Okay. Um, sir, uh, you're not done, though. You have to draft a decision. Draft a decision. You <laughs> have to draft a decision. So, um,
4: You have listened have- to our meetings before. <laughs>
0: yeah. We have approved a few parking spaces recently. Dennis, do you, do you can you think of one that you could point him to to look at as, like, a template?
1: Um, well, the last one was kind of wonky with the one-on, one-off one. But, no, I, but no, one was there was <laughs> another
0: one that same night that had a parking space, I believe. So I can pull that one. All right, well, that's um, is it. Was it Thatcher or Av Was the the one? Yeah, that was that
1: was the kind of wonky one. But there was another one. I have a few from prior ones. So what I'll do is I'll I've got a um, Mark's email. I'll I'll just send him. I'll I'll go tomorrow and just do a search for driveways and you know. So I've got all the decisions scanned and set. So I'll just pull it up that way. And uh, I know there's a few few from prior years as well. Because remember we had those back to back ones. The one night where. The, you basically had to call off uh you had to you, you basically stopped public comment because the neighbors were yelling at each other so much <laughs> it's the only time it's happened i think in the entire time we've done this so it was rather amusing but how, uh,
0: how dare you bring back memories like that
1: <laughs> oh i I, it, I think it was ra- rather funny especially for the woman who went after that who also had to do she basically she was terrified to come up because she was like i want the exact same thing that just happened but i'm just <laughs> thinking i might want to leave
0: this room right now so you had you had you had it easy tonight so nice.
1: you see yeah. that
8: <laughs> thank goodness thank you
0: so all much all right good all right good, good best of luck to you thank you thank you um, good luck with the baby thank you thank you um dennis i didn't look at the minutes so let's put over approving the minutes uh for the next okay. week.
4: i also didn't get a chance to look at them either so
0: okay um thank you again all right, Have right a good
4: one happy holidays
0: you too all right motion so. to adjourn
1: just and just an FYI though our next scheduled meeting would really be the 31st which so you know just while we're in this
0: you know, Wait, I thought 7th. we were going to do We're doing the 7th, right?
4: Yeah, I thought we were doing um, January 7th. I have January 7th in my okay, calendar. Okay, we did
1: talk about it last time. I just couldn't remember to be honest. We did. So,
4: yeah, okay, I'll right. Dennis. Dennis, you, and, you were on top of this in October.
1: God, that happened. So um <laughs> so just uh, I have one filing that they may withdraw. So it's very possible we might not have anything. So it's okay. it's there. I've been talking with their attorney. So they may because it's, it's this one's actually an issue with a building department decision. So it's not there's no
0: say no more. Don't want to discuss it yet. It's not yeah, no, I'm just sort of giving you
1: up. So, but it's not one. So but it's not one in which it's it's sort of there there's it's it's it's
0: it's, it's an appeal of a building commissioner decision i understand
1: exactly so there's other stuff sort of happening so it may may sort of go away and i'm sort of holding off until the last possible moment with the legal ad and everything
0: else like that just in case all right
4: well you let us know i will indeed thanks dennis
0: someone's gonna make a motion to adjourn motion to
4: adjourn second oh second Second. i think we both did it Happy
0: holidays,
3: guys. Talk to you soon. Happy holidays, everybody. Same to you guys. Bye. Bye, y'all.